Welcome <laughs> to the American Intelligence Media, where we are discussing media. Media is the message. But if you don't understand the message, you better be careful. And you better study your media, because if you don't and you think you're taking your truth from a place that you can trust, be careful that it doesn't go into corporate creep so that it becomes just like all the rest of the mainstream media. So today I have with me Michael McKibben. I'm so lucky because he's going to explain something that he explained to Betsy and I the other day about a media agency we didn't know anything about uh, and because we always vet everybody we deal with and we're having a little association with them, we've been vetting them. And so, as you know, Michael McKibben and his researchers, when they vet somebody, I hope he never vets me. Let me put it that way, because I would I would probably cry by the time he he showed me who I really am. The guns are turning now. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, tell us about this group. Well, this this uh, organization that uh, uh, our folks started looking at sponsors a number of conservative Christian hosts hosts uh, that I'm fans of. Guys like Larry Elder, Dennis Prager, Hugh Hewitt, Sebastian Gorka, and others. And and so consequently, this was sort of a painful uh, exercise. Uh, but what we realized we needed to do is just be objective, look at the facts, look at what they're presenting, and, and see if there's anything there. And oh my gosh, what's there is... is, uh, is so consistent with what we've been seeing now for the last decade uh, in the way the financial powers that be can go into an opposing position, can, can ensconce themselves in an opposing group, and then become influential in that group, even though that group is talking about things that they disagree with. And it, it's quite a fascinating mechanism that they've, that they've developed. Uh, so we looked at an organization called Sadia, Salem Media Group, which isn't one I had uh, spent much time uh, looking at. I had heard their name on the radio because sometimes they're mentioned as one of the sponsors, for instance, like Larry Elder, uh, and he's on the radio in Columbus. And so Salem is a public company, has been since 1999, I believe. And so consequently, all of their securities and exchange filings are up on the web for anybody to review. And so we, our people started looking into uh, just certain things we've now learned you can look for patterns in. And one of them is their annual report, which is called a 10K. Uh, another one are their form fours, which are the insider trading lists of when they buy and sell stock. And then we can look and see all the press releases. And then uh, there's something called a beneficial ownership table, which shows you all of the investments of the principals in the company. And that would be their officers, their directors, and all of their uh, shareholders that have over 5% of the stock in that organization. And so um, we put some people to the task of just going year by year and just putting down the facts. Who was who, uh, who in this group? when certain executives came in, when they went out, and um, uh, certain things started popping out immediately. And with Salem, it was the uh, identity of a longtime executive by the name of Jonathan Venverlo. 
and he became a Salem director in 2011 and is still a director there now. So we started looking into his background and discovered that he is a very senior Google executive. Uh, and uh, for the last two years, in fact, has spent time in Zurich working with Google on, I forget what the topics were, there were diversity and um, uh, what was the other topic? Diversity and mark that time, I can't remember. Inclusiveness. Diversity and inclusiveness. Now, that may not mean anything to most folks, but for some of us who have been looking at the uh, development of Google, uh, we realized that there is a one-to-one -one correlation between Google's development and the rogue CIA. And as you have said many times, uh, the home of the rogue CIA is in Zurich. And so that was, that was concerning, uh, that he would have, have been a, at the same time a Salem Media Director and a Google Director or a Senior Management associated with uh, Google activities in Zurich, of all places. Um, then it got more interesting because uh, we started looking up his bios and uh, pulled up his LinkedIn bio. And his LinkedIn bio was, I think, eight or nine pages. And it's quite detailed about his activities at Google. But then one thing stuck out like a sore thumb. And it's the information that was missing from his LinkedIn bio. And he said nothing about his Salem Media Directorship since 2011. And you start to wonder, well, why is he leaving that material information out? Because that's essentially a violation of the disclosure rules. Uh, when you are an officer in a company, you have a duty to disclose material relationships to the public. And so he's not disclosing in his Google, uh, in his uh, Salem Media activity, his, uh, well, actually he is showing his Google activity on Salem Media's reports, what he's not doing on his LinkedIn is showing any relationship to Salem at all. Uh, and goes into quite extensive detail about Google. So that was another uh, red flag. That was a red flag. Uh, and then th there's another uh, accountant who is now the president of the corporation that uh, comes from England and uh, who was an Ernst & Young accountant uh, out of the city of London. And for those of us who have been studying the company's house reports for these various corruptocrats, uh, Ernst & Young is one of the go-to uh, auditors that most of these um, uh, companies called nominee accounts in the UK use to essentially hide their investments and hide who their investors and shareholders are. And so that relationship with ENY was troubling. Uh, and then we got into the uh, the companies that had more than 5% of the investments in Salem Media. Now, up until this time, I'm beginning to think that it's possible that these, these hosts and maybe even the owners don't realize who these people really are that have gotten themselves involved with the company, some of these officers and these investors. 
And I won't go into every investor, but let me point out one that was uh, shot a rocket up when, when we saw this. In um, uh, about uh, 2006, Brown Brothers Harriman invested and, and purchased 1.288 million shares of stock in Salem and purchased 7.04% of the company. Now, I'm going to ask you, Douglas, to explain who Brown Brothers Harriman is. Uh, that is who Prescott Bush was trained by, uh, the Harrimans. Uh, matter of fact, the Harrimans chose uh, Clinton. He was handpicked by the Harriman. So that was the Nazi bank, uh, Union Bank, uh, Bankers mm-hmm. Trust, uh, the uh, Brown Brothers, uh, Brown Brothers Harriman. Uh, and others that were all clustered around Prescott Bush who loaned Hitler the money for World War II. Uh, uh, Not all of it, but a very good portion of it. They were then tried in America for aiding the enemy and found guilty, and the money was taken, and the Bush family went right on. Jonathan Bush continues to this very day to run Riggs Bank, which worked with the uh, corrupt Valmet Bank in in Russia, and then became uh, Minitep, the bank Minitep, one of the most corrupt banks in the whole world. Uri Milner, Uri Milner. I mean, it is so thick. How could anyone allow Brown Brothers Harriman to invest in anything well, that you didn't think was corrupt? I'm not going to assume anything. I'm okay. going to just give a fact. Yeah, and that's a that's a very probably the most troubling fact that that uh, Salem Media who very openly describes their Christian message and their conservative message would take money from such a bank. Well, also what you pointed out, uh, the Google guy in charge of uh, diversity and inclusion, that means, sorry, you're a Christian station, you may not want diversity and inclusion the way that a Googleite would like to have that, which is a globalist version of it. But sorry, he's there and he's doing it. So be careful because the creep and we're not saying it's happening. We're saying be careful of the creep. We're going to give you some ideas right. on how to watch out for the creep in a minute. Yeah, and some of the, and, and many of the people who uh, uh, rely on Salem for uh, their web presence now are uh, allowing Salem to set up their websites for them and set up their social media links for them. And so they're setting them up for what? That's the question. Uh, it looks like a setup for the fall, in my opinion, but that's just me. Okay, so another another key investor uh, was Fidelity Investments uh, under the name FMR Corporation. And it, at uh, one point, uh, they uh, bought 14.45% of Salem stock. And this was at the time in about 2004, 2005, when Fidelity was a director in the National Venture Capital Association. The chairman at that time was James W. Breyer, uh, who we just talked about a few minutes ago. Another director of that particular group was Gilman Louie, who was the the CEO of CIA Incutel. And then there was another one, Kleiner Perkins, and it goes on and on and on. But it, it's really clear that the National Venture Capital Association has been a focus for a lot of the distribution of the cash that has been coming in from offshore uh, into the U.S. stock market, and so there's another there's another 
clear red flag. And as it turns out now, Fidelity uh, Investments is a, is a favorite go-to investment for many of the corruptocrats in Washington, including the current judge on the, uh, the Roger Stone case, uh, Judge Amy Berman Jackson. She's got four huge Fidelity holdings. Uh, and the chief prosecutor has Fidelity Holdings, and John Roberts has huge Fidelity Holdings. Now, many people will say, well, those are mutual funds, and, and you know they don't really know what's going on inside the account, but that's not the point. The point here is that it's Fidelity that they're invested in. So they are invested in a clear conflict of interest for many of the interests that the probably the, the listeners of Salem uh, hold as a priority and and perhaps even their hosts and their hosts may not even know it uh let me just mention one more and that is a company by the name of gamco investors and this one's a little bit more of a set of nested relationships that go into the city of london but gamco investors in london um uh has a 22 percent owner by the name of investec and Investec is a company uh, where Lord Mark Malik Brown is a director. And Lord Mark Malik Brown is a close collaborator of George Soros, was the Deputy uh, Secretary General of the United Nation. Uh, Lord Mark Malik Brown owns the Smartmatic voting machines that is used in election rigging all over the planet and now election rigging in the U.S., this is now well known. And in the Gamco in investment portfolio is a company called DST Systems. And DST Systems is out of Moscow and it is the, owned by Yuri Milner, Alicia Usmanov, and Goldman Sachs. And they were er, an early investor in Facebook uh, at the time of the initial public offering. Uh, and, and we're not even going to go into the Bank of New York Mellon, which holds many of the banknotes uh, for uh, this organization. So these are all facts. I draw my own conclusions, but I invite everyone to draw theirs. Uh, I know that most people who look at financial holdings, uh, their eyes glaze, but I guarantee you this is where the devil is in the details. And it's, as we have said, the way that you figure out and vet a site and see if who they are. you got to figure it out. And going to the financials, that's the bottom line. And if you can read them like our researchers, our researchers, Michael's yeah, researchers. Yours too. Well, no. Well, there are people, in, in no. some of those people you introduced us to. Well, we go for the big picture, but you get down to the detail. For instance, Lord Malik Brown, Privy Council member. Lord Malik Brown started Optech in Venezuela and has controlled elections ever since throughout the whole world. He was the UN uh, representative in Venezuela that basically corrupted elections and continues to corrupt them. He was uh, active in the uh, Strategic Communications Laboratory, Cambridge Analytica. He's active in his own private propaganda companies. Lord Malik Brown and Jeffrey Patty once said, that they were able to change and win an election in a country with one single phrase because they are so good at bending opinion, at, at adjusting behavior and brainwashing. And these people are more powerful than anybody can shake a stick at. I mean, you really, unless you study what 
Michael and his researchers have put out there for us to look at, you cannot believe it. You cannot believe the corruption. So therefore, what we're seeing with Salem, corporate creep, globalist corporate creep, same usual suspects, same usual funds, same usual venture capital uh, 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 associations, same people getting the, the profits from a group that is supposed to be providing some free speech for Christians, which is one of the largest blocks of voters in America. Right. And so they do wish to control them, and that's the reason they have such top dogs as their Google representative, representatives literally from the Privy Council or their associates, their crown agents as we like to call them, and literally in some cases crown agents. And so what we're looking at here is corporate creep, the globalist corporate creep into media, and not, we're not saying that they're changing their agenda, but we are saying the following. If you don't know who they are, you don't know who you're working with. Well, you say that. Now, I'm just going to give my opinion. Uh, th- those are the facts. What, what I see here is they are changing the opinion, and they are using their financial influence over the executives of uh, Salem Media to make certain topics off limits. And, and that's one of the, th- and, and I happen to know something about this because I do listen to many of the Salem hosts. And what, what you realize over time is there are certain topics they won't talk about. And so the question is, why won't they talk about them? Uh, it, it, they're, they're off limits. And one of the key ones we've mentioned over and over again is the senior executive service. They just won't mention it. They'll talk about the deep state. They'll talk about the shadow government, but they won't actually identify who that means and who that is. And it's clear it's uh, we have the plum books that list the names of these people, and yet they won't talk about it. Why? Well, it's exactly as you say. It's control by omission. It's not control by commission. They're not coming out saying the senior executive service is wonderful, though you can find it in the in Wikipedia. You cannot avoid it in any any person spending five minutes on it will become incensed. Because it is a paramilitary organization that controls all aspects of the federal government, no matter who is elected, no matter who is appointed, who matter, no matter who is made the person in charge of an agency, doesn't matter. The senior executive service head of that agency is in charge of it. So, Okay, let's talk about another one, Serco. Well, wait a second. Let's go back to SES. Okay. I want to give some personal examples here. As you know, I was very naive when I started these things, and people would ask to interview me. And so we would vet them, and most of them never passed the vetting. I mean, literally, 75, 85% of them couldn't pass the vetting. But what we did find out is that we weren't quite aware of how hidden an SES member can be as controlled opposition in the alternative media. So I went on to a number of shows, and those shows for that particular person who does monetize their site, all of them, I'm talking about three, four different ones. They monetize their site, right? Uh, they got more hits from that than anything else and that particular interview, and they never invited me back because I brought up the senior executive service. And then we have been in kind of a behind-the-scenes um, debate, we'll call it, with certain sites who have put me through the ringer interviewing me uh, taking the interviews and putting them on their personal paid-for-view uh, kind of thing, uh, but the mo- but extracting anything that I had to say about certain site, certain information. 
So certain sites we found out because when I would bring up topics, either they would never invite me back, including uh, radio stations that are nationwide. And I, I don't know how many times this happened, but anyway, it happened a bunch of times. And then we looked closely. Some of those times they didn't even air the interview after the interviewee, after the interviewer told me it was the best interview they ever had. The people in the studio were raving. People uh, responded beautifully. Bang, never call me back. Why? Because I brought up the very topics that we're going to go over right now. The very topics that you and your researchers and your friends at Americans for Innovation and the Anonymous Patriots and Aim for Truth, we have been hammering on these topics and we have literally put out challenges to say, if your site that you think you get truth from, if you think they're valid, ask them one question. What do you say about the shadow government that Aim for Truth says is literally the senior executive service. And you will not believe how those people will dance. They dance like they're on hot coals. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, I mean, it just worked so beautifully. It was Betty's, Betsy's strategy. And it was just, these people go insane. And then they start attacking us. We've never said a word about them. They attack us for no reason whatsoever. So SES is just a beautiful thing for you to use, folks, yes. to find out who you're dealing with. That's the next the one, litmus test. nail them on OPIC, o, uh, uh, O-P-I-C, and the USAID corruption. Overseas Private Investment Corporation and USAID. What, what we've seen is this is one of the chief mechanisms that the Senior Executive Service uses to reward their network all over the planet with hundreds of millions of dollars per project and no accountability. And, the, and we actually know that for a fact because some of our researchers have tried to get to some of the OPIC information and they have been rejected. It's so beautiful. OPIC built a $200 million hotel in Afghanistan that is now used as a, a place for them to shoot their uh, weapons and their... Um, target practice? Target practice, sorry. It's a target practice. <laughs> OPEC is, is a, it's an insider trading loan scenario where we the people give loans that most of the people default on. They don't even build the things they say. They simply take the money. There's no, they don't have to write justifications. Believe it or not, $200 million to build a hotel in Afghanistan. Wait, and we didn't even expect wait, reports. No, no there it. is, there is a justification. It's one paragraph and they <laughs> post fair. it on their website. Seriously. I know. They post I, it on their website. When you ask for more details, you don't get them because it's confidential or it's, it's um, uh, a trade secret. And USAID, believe it or not, $86 billion was given out by Hillary Clinton when she was Secretary of State with a fund which she has total discretion over. Same thing now. Trump tried to cut out $17 billion of it, which went in some cases to three different walls in foreign countries. In uh, Well, actually, it was in, it was in Pakistan, Afghanistan. It was in multiple company, countries, six or seven. $17 billion we gave out to build walls in uh, five or six different foreign countries all of whom are our enemies, and yet we can't build, give five points. Okay, so let me go into another layer of detail because one of our folks focused on this, and so they looked at an announcement of OPIC for a $200 million project in a certain country. Then they, look, they went to that country and found that there was a lot of splash coverage of that $200 million, but then they started looking up the names of the people that began to be associated with the project, 
looked into their finances and discovered that magically within a week or two prior to the announcement, these people had set up their own private companies that became the repositories for this cash. And and, and best we can tell, none of the money went to the project. And what we just said, the people who are the investors in the corporate globalist corporate creep into Salem, same people, they're, they're oh. friends. OPEC are the friends of those oh, in people. Many cases, in many cases, the these banks that we're talking about were the, the institutions that handled these transactions and got a fee for doing that. Oh, yeah. And, and you wouldn't believe that a lot of this stuff is for really nothing. It's for shuffling papers in a bank. Right. And it's, it says it's helping small businesses in Africa. No, it is Whenever, not. You know what we've learned with all these websites? They always created this really glowing website with all these gushy words. And it's now obvious when when you see one of these fake organizations, they have all this, uh, the, the what's the right word? Fluffy uh, websites that really don't mean anything, but kind of sound good. And so you kind of think, well, maybe it's legit. And they have lots of pictures of smiling children and, you know, a water project or a, a large solar project. There's this set of things. They must go to this website developer who knows how to do this because they do it all over the planet and it's always the same and when you actually read it you can't ever get real information but it feels good it's just like a clinton foundation pamphlet yes brochure. oh absolutely oh man you feel like the world is moving and then you look closely they don't do anything right next one circo infiltration circo are you kidding circo is a british company that has more contracts than probably all the american companies put together it goes straight back to the Privy Council. It started off as a Marconi theft of a Tesla uh, invention, turned into uh, unbelievable RCA, R- RCA which started, tried to play like they NBC. were an American company, and then GE, and then they bought all the tech companies. And oh lord, Tell, can, can, we can't even get into how corrupt well, they are. Circo is the, the the prime mechanism that they created in England to take uh, inventors' patents in England and monetize them and weaponize them. And then in 95, they, they reorganized their Intellectual Property Institute in London, and I believe at that time teamed with uh, my then soon-to-be uh, patent attorney, and they started figuring out how they would do the same thing and repeat that pattern in America. Well, isn't that interesting that in 2006, the U.S. Patent Office gave the contract for evaluating American patents to Serco the British company that was stealing their patents in, in Europe. They, I, I think that they learned something with Tesla. They learned that Tesla was quite a, a creative guy, and he had more ideas than, than Carter had liver pills. And uh, they realized that all they had to do was just sit there and wait for the guy to come up with the next patent, and then they would monetize the ones they wanted, and they would weaponize them. And they realized... And I could never figure this out. Why are they focused on the patent office? Well, there's an endless supply of new ideas for these corrupt companies that don't have a stitch of an idea uh, among themselves. So they have to steal the ideas. And that's Circo's prime function in the U.S. is to steal our ideas with the patent office. But on the military side, what we're learning is Circo is now the go-to organization. It appears for the planet uh, for the uh, the weaponization of all technology all over the planet. Oh, absolutely. And they have so many contracts, and they now have a, 
I believe, what is it, some 80, 90 billion dollar lawsuit because uh, England, Britain looked into the fact that, you know, they serve the five eyes. So they, they're huge in Australia, they're huge in New Zealand and Canada and, and Britain. And of course, they found out when they looked at the services they provide, which is everything from parking meters to uh, pathology uh, labs to uh, recreation sites, transportation to, to pharmacy, uh, air uh, control. Alliances with uh, major drug companies. They got everything. You name it. There's nothing that they're not in, okay? It is unbelievable. So they looked at the services they provide. They provide about 65% effectiveness in delivering their mission for any of their contracts. Do you know any company that delivers 65% that still has a contract? So they may close down, but in the good British way that... Michael and his researchers have shown us they already have the dummy companies set up that they're going to shift over to, just like strategic communication laboratories. Yeah, they shut down. They shifted into one of their dummy companies immediately. They don't even miss a heartbeat with this. So, Circo, you cannot spend enough time going over this, the, the facts to see the control they have. They need to be eradicated from all American contracts. All you have to do is period. go to the GSA website and type Circo in and you will find, um, I misspoke earlier, I said it was only a thousand. It's more like 6,000 contracts that they have with the U.S. government, including Space Wars, including they run the Obama website, Obamacare website in FEMA Region 9, uh, and it goes on and on, Six, uh, 58 uh, air traffic controllers in the U.S. This company is clearly setting us up for a fall. The next one, SES 500 controllers, inside of the uh, Department of Justice are 500 people on a committee that are the highest review board for all senior executive service members. Basically, they are the ultimate rulers of America. They run the shadow government, and if you bring them up, you will not get back on the air, okay? Nobody's going to invite you back to talk about this if they're one of the opposition. So the, we've pointed out at 117,000 people in the Department of Justice, 500 of them, they're not only unfireable, they control an organization of 10,000 stay-behind Obama soldiers, the bureaucrats, who have 8,000 of them appointed by Obama, who take their orders from this union called the SES, and they're controlled by the 500 controllers. And who's one of their top people? Bruce Orr, the conspirator, the criminal the uh, seditious traitor who should be in Guantanamo Bay now is one of the members of the SES 500, and so they can't fire him. Yep. And you'll never hear anyone besides us talk about that. Same thing with British Crown agents. If you bring up British Crown agents and people go, what are you talking about? And they look into it, they say, what, what? This is a scam. Every single philanthropic group, every group that gives away money for free has a crown, British crown agent standing there with their hands open as the first person to be paid. Okay, all you have to do is Google that and you'll see their website. They describe the contracts they have with the U.S. government on their website. They're quite open about it. Uh, and then if you go to GSA and, and search for U.S. contracts, you find, I don't remember how many are on that list now, but you, it's hundreds, if not thousands, of, of contracts with the British Crown Agents. They have Crown Agents USA, but that's just a shell. And, and it's all for doing nothing. These people take the money from charities 
and they do nothing with it. You tell me any place you have ever heard of the British Crown agents helping anybody I anywhere. I would say that the Crown agents and, uh, well, the Crown agents are often listed on OPIC contracts and also USAID contracts. They collaborate with our State Department in the distribution of this cash all over the world. And, and you're right. They stand in line for the U.S. Aid also, USAID, which is given out, we just mentioned, $86 billion a year. They're the first ones to get their cut. How is that even possible? Uh, let's go on to the next one. I know you love this one. Which Why one? shouldn't you bring up Five Eyes if you're talking on a media station? <laughs> five Eyes, yes. Well, I, I heard Five Eyes for years and didn't even know how to spell it. Uh, and now it's five, number five. No, it's letters five. F I V E eyes E Y E S. I've seen all kinds of variants of that, but it's actually called Five Eyes, and it's it means the intelligence communities or the intelligence organizations in the U.S., Canada, Britain, Australia, and New Zealand. Five uh, Commonwealth basically countries. Uh, not counting the U.S., uh, but uh, as we're learning, we, we may never have left the Commonwealth. But uh, this organization, we have the contract now that was secretly signed between the British government and the American government and the British dominions, which would be New Zealand, Australia, Canada, to share intelligence among themselves, all of it, or almost all of it, uh, and that they would not tell anybody about this agreement, even if they were asked. And that wasn't um, declassified until summer of 2010, actually a couple months before our trial with Facebook. And, I mean, can you believe that? There's this organization that existed to share intelligence that our government and our president couldn't even be told about. And they had sworn to lie about it if asked. Right. That's what's been driving all of these hidden agendas in our country, in my opinion. Because you've got, you've got intelligence officers. What is their main job? Lying. Their main job is to lie. So how can that be good for a culture or a society to have that kind of a person with that kind of character making the decisions that influence and direct the development of our cultures, of our societies, of our children, of our education. We have been so hosed ever our whole lives. That was in 46 when they signed that document. We five, have that document. Five Eyes is an a priori assumption that England is our friend. They are not. Robert Hannigan spied on the Trump Towers illegally through Fort Meade, Maryland with the approval of John Brennan. That is treason. Okay, it's not only election meddling, therefore all sharing of intelligence or counterintelligence, as you say, lying with the five eyes, Britain let, uh, should end now. For instance, the Trump dossier, where did it start? It started in Canada. Then where did it, then who report, uh, then it went to Britain and then it went to Australia and it was the Australian uh, uh, Alexander Downer, who reported it, but it was the British Spygate that created the Russian dossier. They're not our friends. Robert Hannigan, the head of the General Communications Headquarters, literally physically came over himself, the head of their NSA, like our NSA, came over 
and worked with us to spy on our own election and then spy on our own president. So the deal is we always use the five eyes when we need an excuse for doing illegal counterintelligence. Well, as it turns out, it, it, it it's, it's now coming out in the history uh, books that the origins of five eyes was really when the British uh, set up their stay behind networks in World War II to spy on the Germans and to uh, develop that whole uh, mechanism. And they actually, they started in World War I. And it all was created by the British. And before America was in the war, a, an organization was set up in, outside of Toronto, which began the sharing of the telegraph information around the planet. And that became what we now know as the NSA. So from the beginning, the Brits have really been in charge of this development. And we've been along for the ride. And And at some point, the CIA then took charge of these stay-behind units after the war. At the same time that they signed this Five Eyes Agreement, the CIA took charge of the stay-behind units that formed what is now the rogue CIA in order to pivot from their uh, activity uh, against the Germans to activity against the communists in the Soviet Union. And so that was their new rationale for the Cold War. So it looks to me like the Cold War was largely fueled by a, a bunch of very immoral, greedy individuals who realized that they had the power of information and then teamed up with bankers and with propagandists to keep this party going. And they have kept it going in our whole lives. It used to be that the rogue CIA was outside of government. Now, John Brennan brought it into the government and Five Eyes is the enemy of the very countries that they exist in. They are counterintelligence attacks against the freedom of those nations. And most, and we're not allowed to know anything about them under the auspices of, oh, it's national security. Secrecy agreements. Not even the president can hear. Next one, if you go on to a radio station or a media station and you say 5G should end because it's going to kill everybody, hello? 5G, when it's installed, will uh, supposedly increase their readership, uh, their their uh, people watching them. And so it's not a popular thing to bring up. As a matter of fact, you're considered a conspiracy theory if you bring up 5G. So that's another one of the topics that you... you if they tell you, oh, yeah, you can come on and talk, but don't talk about that. Well, then that's another hint to you. So what they won't tell you is that very beam that's sending you that message may kill you. Exactly. And that it's killing you now and that it's being sent out through. uh, And if you're watching it on your phone, it's a microwave piercing your head. Have you ever thought why the bee populations in the world are collapsing? It's all this electronic smog. It's directly related. And they show that the closer you are to a cell tower, the more likely it is that the insects won't be able to live there. So 5G, unpopular topic. Another one, human trafficking. Oh, no, no. Trump now actually created a national emergency with an executive order on human trafficking. And uh, basically, people won't even acknowledge it. When I started to study this, do you realize there isn't a federal agency that looks for lost people and that 80,000 children a year come up missing in America? It's actually more than that, but those are the ones confirmed. And where do they come up missing from? They run away from social service placements in uh, oh, a large majority, way more than half the cases. So human trafficking 
is literally, you don't talk about that. Nobody wants to talk about that. You won't hear a single Democrat address the issue of human trafficking with the, with the wall, with the border, the, the what they call the immoral wall. Well, you know, most, most people, I, I think, are just so appalled at the possibility that they almost don't want to bring themselves to think about it. But let me ask you this, Douglas. When you talk about human trafficking... I get the idea that they're sharing human beings in a slavery type situation, but can you talk about the actual value of a human body on the free market? Well, that's what they're after. Uh, for a baby's body, it's $40,000 for the body and uh, a lot of money for the blood, depending upon the way that it was um, extracted and the way the child was murdered. But there's also the uh, organ harvesting, which is huge. That's People come into California and they are culled. And if they're healthy and they're the right type of person they're looking for, they disappear off the street, don't they? I mean, let's be frank, folks. California, any place that it's warm, is completely swarming with a, an invasion of illegal aliens. But then every once in a while, they come in with hoses, hose it all down, and the people are gone. Where'd they go? Where do the millions of people in California go that come up disappearing? That's not even the ones that we know are missing people. So human trafficking, one example, one tiny example, 1.4 million people are missing from the refugee camps in Turkey. And they happen to coincide with two different times that China sent their largest troop carrier to Syria. Each time I thought there was going to be a war. But we saw by the watermarks on the troop carrier, the Chinese troop carrier came in empty and it left full and it went to Syria. They went in and they took 1.5 million people. And uh, you want to think Erdogan's not a bad person? He probably sold them. And that would have been very bad because he was being paid per person. And so was the Pope uh, from the UN and from, well, directly from the UN. So right there, 1.4 million refugees missing. And we saw that China probably came and took them. China's the number one human trafficker. We know exactly how it works in America. We also know that the second uh, place uh, that the greatest number of people disappear from is Virginia, because they are snatched from Washington, D.C. in many cases, and they come over from Virginia. This has been, we, we've reported on this. We've shown how the government, United States government's involved, the rogue CIA, and these other organizations. We've shown who is doing it, where they're going, and so on and so forth. No one wants to talk about it, especially on the air. Well, for for uh, folks who um, present themselves and believe themselves to be Christians, uh, you, you can't ignore that. You can't not ignore that. We have to speak up. But then again, the reason we don't is because of big pharmaceutical poisoning. The uh, fluoride in our water makes us so stupid it calcifies our pineal gland. So literally, we they're trying to stop us from thinking so, and they're and doing the a good job. the pineal gland is in your brain? Pardon me? And where's the pineal gland? In the fourth ventricle of your brain. And it is a key factor that stores... Actually, your IQ can be determined by the amount of calcium carbonate crystals that are found in your pineal gland. And they are they accumulate over your life, and they now find out that fluoride, instead of creating calcium carbonate crystals, creates a different type of calcium crystal, which actually uh, causes there to be a lack of brain processing. 
So that's that's a known fact. But let's talk about vaccines. Let's talk about uh, flu shots. Let's talk about uh, the fact that uh, iatrogenic death is the number one form of death in America, doctor-induced death. Big Pharma, uh, Trump is going after them. And look what happened. Uh, people who were at the top of some of these pharmaceutical companies hung themselves. Hmm. Got died, were murdered, they were killed. Why is that? Because they know darn well that this is an attack on human beings. They know that these drugs are not tested. They know the side effects. And Big Pharma is basically poisoning us on purpose. And I'm sorry, we have to keep saying this. When you go to the bottom line, the billionaires want to kill most of the people on the face of the earth. It's called eugenics. They want to kill so, us. So that, that, that seems contradictory with their interest to make money. So w- w- why are they wanting to kill off their potential patients? Well, they're going to make the money uh, one way or the other. But uh, eugenics is about they have enough money. They don't need the money. What they want after that is two things, to live eternally and to get rid of all these billions of people on the earth who are getting in their way. They will have more when there's less people here. And uh, so it it isn't about wiping out the people who create their income, even though you're right, 65% of the cash flow of our GDP in one year goes without being taxed into offshore accounts. I'd like to know why the IRS will not address the fact that they don't have to even have a brain to look around and see who is not paying taxes and go after them. All they have to do is not allow money to be shifted digitally into offshore accounts. Why would you? Why would you? Why is, well, People have tried to explain how offshore accounts, there's a justification for them. No, there is not. Well, it sounds simple, but what we've learned is that these offshore accounts are buried within nested dolls. And so think of a Russian nested doll. And so that offshore account may be right in the middle of this nested doll. And there are six layers above that. And all the layers above that are American corporations. So it's really, it's sometimes tough to actually get down to those offshore accounts, but they're there. And that's what I think the service of Panama Papers and uh, Swiss Leaks and uh, WikiLeaks uh, gave to us is we started peeling back that onion and seeing this, this nefarious world. Absolutely. And now the next one, encryption fraud. Uh, you have, with your research, brought out more on that than anybody we've ever seen. But there's a whole list I'm going to read here, and then I'm, I'm going to let you just choose any one of the ones you want and just get into it and state why nobody really wants us to come on and red pill their audience with the truth because it exposes, in some case, the very people who are their financial stability, their financial foundation. That's why we take no money from anyone. We don't want any money. We do this completely on our own. We will not monetize it, and we give it all out for free, and we we have helped other people monetize it, and they're doing great, as a matter of fact, and we support all of that. But we are not going to be controlled by any financial uh, people uh, telling us what we can and can't talk about. So some of the other things they don't want to hear, and the reason why, I'm not... Uh, oftentimes invited back, even though uh, the audience wants me to come back. Besides the fact that you're a curmudgeon. Yes, and that I'm (laughs) definitely a crusty old curmudgeon who, uh, you know, I'm sorry, but I'm a little bit pissed off. And uh, if I'm on a Christian station, I I might say some things that they don't want to hear because, unfortunately, I'm addicted. Uh, I am a citizen addicted to truth. I am a cat. 
And uh, I can't stop myself. So uh, encryption fraud. Oh, yeah, you brought that out. Chemtrails and geoengineering. <laughs> Abolishing the Federal Reserve. The credit, uh, social credit score system in China that's coming to America and is already, is already here. Imprisoning Hillary for treason. 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 We have all the indictable evidence. Now, they're going to allow us to talk today on Salem about election rigging, so I'm going to hold my tongue on that one and see whether they ever invite us back. <laughs> It'll be very telling. Or whether they don't air the show, but I think it's a live show. I've literally made uh, done shows where they wouldn't air them because the truth was too intense. Uh, then the theft of leader technology, social networking inventions. That's one of the things we love to bring up with you, Michael, because you were there. It was your company. And had it not happened, we would not have a weaponized social media. And so you can... So, wax. You're, so you're blaming me? No. You wanted it for, for free to free human beings, not to bind them with a weaponized right. system. Uh, completely the opposite. And then the way that that could be rectified is if Trump signs the leader's Miller Act notice and get the funding going because then it will basically uh, possibly collapse some of the other social media companies. And once the truth is out, they've already put their tail between their legs and they're running away. If the truth came out, they would probably disappear. We are the ones who have shown the true nature of Richard C. Walker's The Internet of Things fraud, uh, a patent that subsumes all other patents for remote uh, aggressive control of everything, humans, your arms, your legs, your thoughts, everything. Michael is the person who basically coined uh, from his research the 100 years mainstream media mind control propaganda, which now there's so much evidence on if you go back and read what he's uh, been helping with the research and as we've been posting, Americans for Innovation have been posting. It is absolutely a clear plan that cannot be denied if you look at it, and nobody wants to talk about that because the very financiers of that plan are the people who won't let you talk about it. And then, of course, we always refer to the Uniparty, the Democratic and Republican Uniparty. And then there's the Christian and Jewish Zionism. And Christian Zionism, folks, people think Judaism is Zionism. No, it's not. And people are so uneducated on this. And you mentioned this. Holy Lord, it can explode. They may not air the air the conversation if you want to get into the ADL and uh, the whole group. And then Talpiot. Talpiot is, uh, um, it's basically the cyber warfare warriors created by Israel through Unit 8200, who once they get out after six years, they're given infinite money to do uh, tech startups. And they basically control tech startups in the world. Sandy Hook, don't even say it out loud, folks. You could be taken off the air if you say anything bad about Sandy Hook. Vaccinations, microvirus impregnations, and soft kill, it's all over the place. Don't get the flu shot. They now show that the flu shot kills more people than the flu kills each year. It is another part of eugenics. Jesuit infiltration of the Vatican, Washington, and London. Uh, I know quite a bit about that, and you bring that up, and some people will cheer, and other people will write you off so fast that y you won't know what even happened. The Vatican Bank, I don't think anybody uh, will acknowledge that the Vatican Bank is anything but corrupt, always has been. It's the home of the mafia. On and on, Bank of England, a copy of the Bank of uh, the Vatican Bank, a central bank, so corrupt it's owned by the Queen, the Mercers, the people behind Breitbart, the people behind a lot of media, come straight out of 
the City of London, UK. If you don't know what that is, that's the monetary control system, basically, of the whole world. And it's controlled through the Privy Council. You ain't, you ain't going to hear nobody talking about the Privy Council except us. Why? Because it's not even allowed. You can't talk about the Queen's business in Britain. Not allowed. It's illegal. But the Privy Council has its fingers in everything in America. Cecil Rhodes' 200-year New World Order plan. Again, Michael and his researchers uh, have come up with that and shown you where it's even going to go. Not only where it came from, but where it's going to go. And nobody wants to really talk about that much at all because it's a plan of how you could use the media for brainwashing. And then there's the Rhodes Scholarships, which is um, a system that Cecil Rhodes created to continue his ideas of the roundtable and make sure that that type of indoctrination and brainwashing was put into the minds of people throughout the entire British Commonwealth so it would be eternal and so that the British imperialistic state monarchy would be eternal by creating Rhodes Scholars who continue with Cecil Rhodes's philosophy. GMO soft kill, again, people don't... Uh, who? When was the last time you heard anybody have a conversation in alternative news about GMOs? And though it's killing people, and we now know that Monsanto's been moved to bear and they're losing and they now have $800 billion in lawsuits, that's just the beginning. Nobody's going to talk about that. 911 and Building 7 collapsing uh, by basically... Uh, in free fall, and that Mueller was in charge of that investigation in the false uh, 911 commission. Who's talking about that? Who besides us keeps saying Mueller needs to be tried, and all they need to do is show Building 7 collapsing in its own footprint, let him speak a word, and then put him into jail? Because it doesn't matter what he says. Anyone could see that he was the cover-up. He's the cover-up now for the uh, for the coup d'etat going on currently and still against our president. Pedophilia epidemic, that's coming out more and more, but I don't like it when people just throw out conspiracy theories about it. When we give the real statistics, nobody wants to talk about it. Nobody. It's not just pedophilia. It is basically the way these institutions have run for thousands of years, and they're not going to stop. Recently, a female member of the British Parliament put forth a bill to allow the age of consent for children to be 10. That may make you vomit, but there was a male member of parliament who uh, last year uh, put forth a bill to make the age of consent six years old. We're talking about pedophilia wants to be institutionalized by the governments that run these countries. It's disgusting. Satanism, ritual child sacrifice among the elite, this isn't a conspiracy theory. If it isn't Satanistic to kill a baby after they're born and call it an abortion, there's no such thing as Satanism. And if you don't call that ritual child sacrifice, then you just aren't using your objective ability to observe what's going on. This is ritual child sacrifice for the sake of their body parts, for their blood, for the sake of basically Satanism. And Satanism is basically, to me, not the worship of Satan. It's the people who abnegate the the idea that God exists. You cannot believe in a God and kill a baby after they've been born. That's not possible. A murderer like that, who is the mother of that child, might as well be the daughter of Satan, in my opinion. 
And then corporate and globalist public-private fascism, that's my word, fascism, because uh, the left has gone beyond socialism. They've gone into fascism. Remember, National Socialist Party, Nazism, the USSR, the United Soviet Socialist Republic, socialism, socialism, has now become fascism. It's not good enough to be socialist. Bernie didn't win. No, it's not good enough to be a socialist. You must be a leftist, fascist, and you must basically wish to do violence to anyone who does not have your opinion. We see that with the way they treat MAGA people. And you don't, you don't want to... It, it, these topics are like wearing a MAGA hat on to an interview with, Mad, with Rachel Madcow. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> it's a long list. And as somebody who uh, spent many years in full-time Christian ministry, uh, it is shocking to me that our churches are so asleep right now on these topics. And all I can encourage everyone to do is realize that you may have been put, as Betsy said in the last interview, I only have so many hours in a day and I can only spend a half hour maybe consuming news. But what we're now seeing is that even the the news shows that we thought were Christian in their orientation have left out so many of these topics that everything has become a lie. And and I, I would just encourage everyone to um, uh, you know, follow Jesus's words. Uh, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. And if we are not freeing ourselves from the bondage of all these topics that Douglas that you've uh, so deftly uh, described here, uh, there is no hope. And so we need our churches to wake up. We need them to get vocal. And we need to we need the, these pastors to stop checking themselves because somebody in their congregation might be offended because they brought up a, a difficult topic. Yeah, these are difficult topics. I admit that. And you don't want conflict in your congregation. So, but what's the alternative? To sit there and just give out pablum every week, and 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 kind of pat people on the back like little puppies, and send them home all happy and and frisky, while our world goes to hell. I didn't sign up for that. I don't want to do that. I don't want to leave this world, having not done what I can do. To, uh, to make a difference and to start dealing with these topics. And so I really thank you and, and Betsy for all that you're doing to, to bring this message to the greater public and for all that you're giving to this, uh, to this effort. Well, Michael, you too and your researchers, holy heavens, the amount of truth that you produce, you might, if you could charge for it, you'd be a billionaire or a trillionaire because the way that you're pulling up these gold nuggets that we, you polish up and, and then we... Well, actually, with the Miller Act notice, it was a higher number than that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you're owed more than a few trillion. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So give it to him. He'll do the right thing with it, President Trump. And remember that the fourth estate is supposed to be protecting us. The, the media, the news media, is supposed to be giving us the truth so that our government does not become oppressive, that they do not become dictators. And we have basically dictatorial oligarchs being run through a shadow government called the Senior Executive Service and through the rogue White House. The We have seen since uh, President uh, Daddy Bush, uh, H.W., that basically 
the White House has gone rogue and they continue to be rogue after the presidents get out. And now what we see is Trump won't, is not going to do that. And that then causes the um, complete fakeness of the Congress and of our justice system and of our Supreme Court system and of the news media and of the corporate world. It's all coming out. And so we're trying to do our job. And our job as the fourth estate is to inform you of the truth so that then you can use your power in voting in our republic to vote out the rhinos, vote out the far-left fascist socialist democrats, vote them out and continue to be active and contact the people who are working in Washington, D.C. for the truth. And that's what we're about. If you can find the truth wherever you find it, just make sure that at the same time, that beautiful truth is not missing out and omitting and creating sins of omission by not mentioning these very topics that we've brought up. And we are not going to stop. And so if we're not popular, that's okay. I personally am only interested in people who really have to have the truth and that they're on that path for the truth no matter what, for their own sake, for their own consciousness. And then once they improve themselves, they can improve all those around them in whatever increments they can and do whatever they can. So everyone within earshot of this, take these topics, make sure you research them, make sure they are not omitted from the sites that you listen to so that you can be enriched by the food of truth.